Good morning. Wait, wait. Why am I saying good morning? Damn it. Okay. <laughs> they might be watching this in the morning. I don't know. That's fair. Hello and welcome to Kids of Stuff, a Chucky podcast, a haunted MTL original podcast. Uh, this is David Davis. Uh, we're returning back. We've changed the schedule a little bit. We're going every couple of weeks now. Uh, we just wrapped up the first season of the Chucky TV show, and I need to introduce my guest. Uh, today we have Jada Gonzalez. How are you doing, Jada? Hello, David. I'm doing quite well. Happy to be here. And you're all caught up with the Chucky TV show? I am, yes. I've seen all the episodes. So o- overall, what did you think of it? I think overall, my feelings are positive. You know, it was a fun, creative often scary and often funny horror TV show. You know, I think my feelings are, I have some complaints. I think as a whole, I think the season was a little short. Maybe could have (laughs) benefited from a couple more episodes to more flesh out some of the kind of rushed subplots. And that's fair. That's fair. But, you know, it is a season one and it's been confirmed for a season two. So hopefully... You know, they'll air out some of those kinks and season two will be even stronger. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to season two. So today we are doing a special episode because I've been promising to do these where it's not about a specific movie or it's not about the TV show. Uh, kind of more generalized exploration of Chucky. And we're going to be doing a top five countdown of our favorite Chucky kills, uh, which I'm very excited about. Me too. But before we dive into that, uh, I'd like to, you know, introduce you to our audience a little bit. So um, I I guess the first question I have for you is, how did we meet? Uh, Well, we met on Twitter, really. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I put up a lot of tweets about horror movies and about the Chucky franchise in specific. And I Mm -hmm. think, uh, I'm not sure who followed who first, but you started responding to mine and we got a certain Mm -hmm. rapport. And uh, one day you uh, replied to one of my tweets talking about uh, Chucky's kill count, saying Mm -hmm. that you had an episode of your podcast in mind that you think I'd be good to guest star for. And I said, well, that sounds perfectly entertaining and fun. So why not? (laughs) Uh, did you did you finish up that list? I haven't I haven't uh, checked that list recently. The the kill count list. My kill count list. I have more or less finished it up. I still have some reservations about uh, the final <laughs> count for the final episode, specifically that movie theater scene. Yeah, you know uh, how 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 reliable of a narrator is Chucky at the end there when he gives us the kill count. You know what I mean? Yeah, his kill count. <laughs> I mean, I could, it wasn't even that accurate because it didn't account for Tiffany's kills. It kind mm-hmm. of accounted for the kills in the flashback, but I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Going through it, I guesstimated that it was about, including Lexi's dad, seven people who died in the movie mm. theater. That's just my okay. guesstimation. Other people might have a different take. My, I might change my mind and change the mm. list. But that's where it stands right now, is that I think well, I saw I'm, I'm, six others, randos, getting stabbed. Yeah, most likely. Well, I am looking forward to seeing that list when you, you feel like you have it done. Um, but yeah, I, I started following you because I had seen you um, tweeting about, I think it was Bride of Chucky. I think that's when I first started following you, is because uh, I was enjoying those tweets. I do a lot of live tweeting myself. Uh, for Haunted MTL, I do the um, Joe Bob Briggs last drive-in tweet along things um yeah there's just something really fun and communal about doing those little tweet alongs uh as you're as you're watching stuff um now do you do that with any other franchises because uh, i recall you doing it with chucky but i'm hard pressed to f- remember if you've done it with any other film series uh i haven't really done it with like a full series like a full marathon not yet anyway i've done it with a mm-hmm. few uh other movies since then um mm. You know, it all depends on whether I'm watching it at the right time. And I think I'm going to get like, you know, people responding because, you know, live tweets are more fun if there's like at least a couple people following. Yeah, people you can people you can bounce off of. Uh, If you were to do it with another franchise specifically, which uh, one would you do? Uh, 
Well, it would definitely be another horror series because mm-hmm. horror is my muse, my main drive. I think I've I've been considering the Leprechaun series. <laughs> no, that creepy little thing. Yeah, which is a, another <laughs> series of uh, eight movies, close to Chucky mm-hmm. Seven, mm-hmm. and a huge guilty pleasure of mine. Even though most of the movies. I'd say would classify as bad. Mm-hmm. They're they're mostly bad movies, but they have a special well, place in my heart. Plus, he's about the same size as Chucky, so it's just kind of a different skin on the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're, they're kindred spirits, Chucky and Leprechaun. They're both short little angry demons. That that feels like that's a crossover that needs to happen eventually. I know everybody was talking about like what was it, a Nightmare on Elm Street and Chucky crossover at some point, but. No, Chucky and Leprechaun seems like a match made in heaven or hell. <laughs> um, so you know what I I asked my guests what they um what they tend to do. So can you give us a little bit of background about like where your career is, what you're up to, that sort of thing? Well, right now I'm uh still working and uh putting together money to go into university. I want to get into uh, screenwriting eventually, but um, mm. I'm not quite there yet. I have a writing portfolio and I do a lot of writing, which I mostly keep to myself and don't post, but I have uh, put serious consideration into maybe after the Christmas holidays, maybe getting into some uh, so some online article writing. Oh, that would be, that would be excellent. Uh, do you have any places that you're like uh, like movie sites or just what what sort of articles are you wanting to write? Uh, definitely movie sites because Mo- okay. I can talk about movies all day long and write all kinds of like think pieces and just fun little lists mm-hmm. and stuff in regards to things I have an interest in. I've looked at a few movie sites uh, briefly, but you know, it, ideally I would want one where I could like write articles pertaining to things I'm interested in and not be too tied down by them. Uh, like I, like I want to avoid places like screen rant where it's kind of like you write what you have, what they want you to write to Mm -hmm. fill out a mandate. I would want something more low key than that. I think. Yeah, because I, I was doing some of that for uh, comic book resources for a little bit. They, I, I think they just strictly go by CBR now. Um, but I, I wrote a bunch of articles for them, but it all, it was all like listicle stuff and like the pickings were very slim. You'd have people who'd like pick all like these topics and then just sit on them. And meanwhile, there's like some obscure bumfuck character I don't know about. It's like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to write about that. Like the research was fun, the articles were good, but I got tired of writing about like cosplayers. You know what I mean? I do. It's like the the top ten Luffy cosplayers. It's like yeah, I love One Piece, but I don't want to write about cosplayers. <laughs> so um uh so quick question about your writing habits do you do warm-up pages in the morning uh like regularly warm-up uh i not really i do do warm-up writing but usually that's like before i'm gonna get into something big mm-hmm. not like on a mm-hmm. set schedule yeah like I, i've been trying to get into more schedule writing too so i just figured i'd pick your brain on that but um no, I'm I'm very I'm very excited to see what you do because I like really really enjoyed your Chucky tweets uh, just so much. Thank you. And just just seeing you turn loose on a bunch of different um, other topics, I just feel like that would be very very uh, rewarding for me because I enjoy <laughs> reading what you put out there. Well, that, um, I appreciate that a whole lot. <laughs> well, uh, I do have two other brief questions. Um, so specifically. Uh, What's you've mentioned that you're interested in horror. We've talked about Leprechaun and Chucky. Um, just a little bit more horror background on you. Uh, so specifically, like, what is the first horror film that you've ever seen? The first horror film I ever seen probably uh, Gremlins, which I watched when mm. I was just a kid. I watched that movie before I was uh, allowed to watch horror movies, really. I think it's a good, perfect introduction to, like, horror for children, um, because it's really funny, too. I absolutely love Gremlins. Yeah, I I adore Gremlins. Gremlins 2 is, I think, one of my favorite comedies of all time. (laughs) I watched that just a few days ago. It's not a Christmas movie, but 
gosh darn it. it it's Christmas adjacent. And then uh, speaking of that movie, like every time they show the chocolate mousse, I just lose my I lose my shit. <laughs> the chocolate mousse, I, yeah. Yeah, because I'm terrible with the puns. I, lo- I love puns so much. They're like my favorite thing, and it annoys the crap out of people. When they show that chocolate mousse, I'm just like, nope, this movie gets me. <laughs> puns are underrated, I think. You know, they're, mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. they're a humble kind of joke, but a, a necessary one. I think they're a sign of a quick wit too. I'm not trying to like puff myself up here, but just to kind of that 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 instant word association and able to craft a joke out of that. I think that's a very uh, that's a very positive skill, and I think we uh, we shame those who dabble in those words far too much. I mean, there are bad puns, but there are also real good and clever ones. Well, I think the bad puns are some of the the most fun i love the bad puns bad puns can also be fun yes in a, in a slightly <laughs> more ironic way mm-hmm. um okay so then my last question that i kind of asked all the guests uh so you're you're obviously you're experiencing the chucky franchise when did you first get into the chucky franchise uh, well i first watched a uh, child's play when i was a teenager i mm-hmm. watched it because at that point i was uh transitioning into a full-fledged horror fan really getting into horror stuff as I grew up and I was really into well I still am really into toy collecting I have all Mm. kinds of like I have a whole shelf of vintage transformers and stuff and I'm Mm. really into like the history of toy lines and stuff like that it's a it's a secondary passion of mine along with movies and so child's play appealed to me as something that spoke to both (laughs) Uh, so are you like a Transformers fan or are you just collecting the, uh, the the toys for the kind of the just collectible purpose? I'm an all around Transformers fan. I like the toys. I watch most of the shows. I I, mm-hmm. I have a couple of the video games, the comics. Uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm a fan <laughs> of the franchise. Yeah, uh, I have a few Transformers fans who I follow and they post a lot of the shipping and I'm just like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> All, all the pairings of the different robots like i i i enjoy transformers um but I, it was never really my thing i think more of my thing was uh thundercats mm. I, I think that was my franchise but no i um that that's cool like how, how big is your collection it's pretty it's pretty sizable i haven't been able to add to it much in the past couple of years i haven't been able to attend hmm. any transformers conventions for obvious reasons Mm-hmm. But I have some good stuff. I've got some Beast Wars toys. I've got some stuff that's signed by various voice actors. Oh, that's cool. I've got a nice Transformers Prime Star Scream with a autograph from Steve Bloom on it. I think that's one of my favorites. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I, I always thought the Beast Wars was like, if I were to pick a favorite version of Transformers, I think it would be Beast Wars just because, it's, okay, it's robots and dinosaurs. Beast Wars is awesome. And an acquired yeah. taste. You have to get used to like the animation and some of the weird mm-hmm. '90s jokes. But once once you get into it, it's real good. Yeah, I, I recall Cartoon Network had like a 2D animated Transformers a while back, and they had Weird Al Yankovic as one of them. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I should watch this. And then like, I never did. That was Transformers so. animated, I believe. I think he played. Um, I think he played that version of Wheelie as like a reference hmm. to Transformers the movie and he even has a line where he says I can dare to be stupid. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, I'm glad that he's kept up with the franchise. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh all right. Well, I think we could probably start getting t- into our list here. Yes. So, um let's get into the meat well, of it. Gonna, yep. We're going to go from our number 5 down to our number 1. You'll go, then I'll go and we'll we'll discuss as we go through. So, um, yeah, let's hear what your number five is. My fifth favorite kill in the Chucky franchise is Joan, the assistant in Seed of Chucky. She's Mm. Jennifer Tilly's British assistant who, near the end of the movie, comes into Jennifer Tilly's house when she has been uh, captured by the Chucky family. And she Mm. creeps up the stairs and Chucky is sneaking up behind her, prepared to kill her. When suddenly, from the shadows, another doll comes with the the old lighter and uh, hairspray trick and sets mm-hmm. her ablaze. <laughs> she can, she runs around on fire and then she falls off of the balcony, mm-hmm. two stories yeah, down that, onto the ground. 
you know, and and that that one is a um that that one is a fun one because it's you know it's the 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 lighter and the um the the lighter and the hairspray is a total trope, but like I I there's just something very fun about it, like that improvised weapon aspect of it is very fun. I like kills where people are set on fire because they're very flashy <laughs> and extravagant, and you know they're hard to do. They're very hard to mm-hmm. they're very hard to act out on set. So I appreciate well, the effort put into them. Yeah, plus it keeps those stunt people employed. I mean, that's a very specific skill set. You know, hey, light me on fire. I'll I'll do this scene for you. The Chucky franchise is consistently good work for a lot of stunt people. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is for sure. And it's also like a noteworthy kill for being uh, Glenda Ray's main kill. She technically kills the guy at the end of Bride of Chucky, but Joan is like her main kill. Glenda mm-hmm. is uh, Chucky's... The, the female half of Chucky's bi-gendered offspring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting, but, you know, technically it's not Chucky's kill. It's not, no. Uh, a couple of these are not Chucky's kills, to be honest. <laughs> they are kills of the Chucky franchise. Which is totally fine. I just, I like to be technically correct. <laughs> I mean, not many slasher villains, most slasher villains are the killers of their franchise, uh-huh. you know? Chucky is a bit of a special case for... Oh yeah, having allies. But yeah, I mean, you're you're totally right. That that is a, a that is a very fun kill. I absolutely love that one. Um, like I'm hard pressed to think of a kill in the franchise where I'm not like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> there, there's very yeah. few of them. Very few mm-hmm. boring kills. But yeah, um, so um, I I do I do appreciate that one. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and give you my number five, which is significantly less flashy. Fair enough. Um, and that was Maggie Peterson's death when she was uh, uh, shoved out the window by Chucky in Child's Play. Right. Which, you know, since then, we've had another defense uh, defenstration in the series, which is a lot flashier, which I could have put on this list, which is when Bree gets shoved out of the office window by Chucky in the, the TV show. But... I went with Maggie's death because um, I, I think the death serves a couple of purposes. Um, first is that it can be read as kind of ambiguous as to whether it was Chucky or Andy doing it, which was kind of part of the original idea of the, the franchise that like maybe Andy was the killer, that his rage is involved in this thing. Um, it's also like a great subtle death that kind of, influence that, that that shows how chucky can be a subtle killer if he didn't get distracted if he didn't get angry and that sort of thing like how much damage he can do just by creating these little accidents um so yeah i i think the mag the maggie peterson defenstration i think that's a uh fun kill it's not the flashiest kill but i think it's kind of a good setup to a more it, it, it sounds weird to say, but like a, a more stealthy version of Chucky that we never really got. Yeah, for sure. And there's something to be said for the uh, the the more sneaky kills that Chucky does. And he does have a few others. But the the first movie was definitely humble beginnings when it comes to his mm-hmm. uh, his showboaty personality. When it comes to killing people in specific. And Maggie mm-hmm. was the first uh, on-screen kill we got. So... Mm-hmm. And I do think it's yeah. a better uh, framing of the throwing out the window death than Brie, just for like a few little reasons, since they're so similar. But I do think Maggie mm-hmm. comes out on top. So oh, to speak. there you go. Well, actually, she hit rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think, um, yeah, as far as as far as like the out the window kill, it's not as flashy as Brie's, but I do think it's uh, it's a good statement piece. It's a good thesis statement for the franchise <laughs> yeah um so so what's your number four my fourth favorite kill in the chucky franchise is mr sullivan the owner of the ceo of play pal toys from child's play three mm. this was the the opening kill of that movie he was a character that returned from child's play two where he survived he didn't survive this time <laughs> no he did not he did not chucky uh, has this big extended scene where he messes around with him a whole bunch by turning on a bunch of other toys. And that's a very fun mm-hmm. bit, very much playing mm-hmm. into uh, Chucky's toy identity. He comes out, he deals one of his best one-liners, don't fuck with the Chuck. 
and then he strangles the guy with a yo-yo. Now, there's a mm-hmm. specific reason uh, I appreciate this kill in particular, which is it's the only kill in the whole series that is a strangling kill. Now, Chucky, for the mm. first few movies, and then they sort of uh, lost this plot point in the later movies, he was uh, a serial killer in Chicago known as the Lakeshore Strangler. That, mm-hmm. that was his identity. They, they repeat it in ev- all... Every one of the first three movies that he was the Lakeshore Strangler, he never strangles anybody. For the first two <laughs> movies, no, not a one person gets strangled. He tries to strangle Officer Mike Norris, but he, mm-hmm. he fails. And to be fair, it is probably harder to strangle people when you have tiny little stubby doll hands. <laughs> exactly. But you well, know, he also well he also tried to use the bag on uh, in Child's Play two, I believe, uh, where uh, the the assistant. To Mr. Sullivan, uh, he uh, I think at one point uh, Chucky used like a plastic bag to try to suffocate him, but that's not strangling. No, that's not but a it strangling. Is, like, yeah, in, in in my mind, a strangling to me is when you you're squeezing the life out of the neck. Just a suffocation is not the same thing. It's not a suffocation, or, or it is. It's not a strangulation any more than it would be if you drowned a person. That is fair. I withdraw my statement. <laughs> So points to Mr. Sullivan for being a bona fide victim of the Lakeshore Strangler. <laughs> and, you know, that is a really fun scene because, like, um, it's fun when Chucky gets to, like, gaslight and manipulate people. It's very satisfying to see. So when he's doing all the stuff with all the toys to, to throw Sullivan off and everything like that, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, that, that point you made about the, the toy identity coming through because... Um, it would be interesting to see toys get worked more into, like, the way Chucky kills people, but then that would probably turn him into, like, a Batman villain or something like that. Maybe a little too gimmicky. Well, you know, Ch- Chucky's a, a a fickle guy, you know? He, he kind of mm-hmm. alternates between what kind of identity he wants to put on his kills, I think. Sometimes he leans into being a toy. Sometimes he leans into the voodoo stuff. Sometimes he's just trying to be a regular old serial killer man. It just depends on his mood, I think. And mm-hmm. That's understandable. Yeah, I mean, we all got to try different things and see what works. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it doesn't involve killing people, but to each their own. Well, yeah, you know, you do what you got to do, you know. We, <laughs> we all got our own path we got to take. I'm not here exactly. to judge. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Okay. Excuse me, I got the giggles all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so um, I'll go ahead and do my number four. And this one is from um, Seed of Chucky. Uh, Probably one of the most ridiculous kills in the series. Like, like least logically sound. And that is when um, Chucky guts uh, Redman. Redman, right. I remember him. Oh, and then, of course, we have to remember Jennifer Tilly calling him Mr. Redman. Mr. Redman. Mr. Redman. So, uh, in that scene, Jennifer Tilly, uh, the, the actress who is also the character in the franchise, Jennifer Tilly, uh, Jennifer Tilly right. she's in the kitchen calling about a, uh, a, a role. Um, and Chucky is under the dining room table because she's trying to wine and dine Mr. Redman to uh, get cast as the Virgin Mary, which is the funniest thing especially after bound um so uh so red man's eaten i think it was spaghetti right uh, he um, was some kind of a big feast of food was at that table that, that's right there was like that's a whole right. bunch oh. of things meats and maybe i'm confusing the spaghetti for the guts then <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so so then chucky's under the table and he slices open red man's guts and um yeah his, his stomach and his guts pour out into a big steaming pile and Redman proceeds to be alive for a few more minutes to have a funny little conversation with Jennifer Tilly where she doesn't realize what's going on. Um, and it's just, it's a very, very silly death. Like probably one of the silliest in the franchise, I would argue. Now, David, I, I hate to, um, I hate to show you up on your own podcast here, but I feel very <laughs> compelled to tell you that <laughs> Chucky did not do the thing you're just describing. It was Tiffany 
who was under the table and dissected Red Man in the movie. Was it? Yes, it was very specifically her because Chucky was off uh, with Glenn right. killing John oh. Waters, which was what Jennifer is... Tilly was actually on the phone about. Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh, I feel Oh, I feel bad. Ah, that, that's okay though. That is all right. Thank you for correcting me on that. You know, it's a it's a doll at least. Yeah, <laughs> Got it's, that part right. My first kill was from Glenda, not Chucky. So we've established yeah. that we, there is no Chucky exclusive rule here. I don't think that that is true. But you know, it, it's uh, it, it's still a really fun death. You know, I just oh, oh I've watched way too much Chucky. All these things are getting mixed in my head now at this point. That's but, fair. Um, this is why I'm here. I've got the kill count. Yes, exactly. Specifically That's written right. down. That's right. It was Tiffany. That was Tiffany. It was Tiffany oh, that killed wow. Redman. Uh, fair enough. But uh, it's still a very, um, a very fun death. A very fun death, yes. It, do you think it's the most ridiculous in the franchise? Uh, probably not. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure it's the most ridiculous in the movie. You know, okay, that that's fair. I, I just something about that one. I'm like, okay, like, cause I, I'm I'm up for ridiculous deaths, but like, just the the whole guts pouring out and just kind of like sitting there. It was like, oh, it's it's, it's definitely silly. over like the top. It. But like, this mm-hmm. is also a movie that has John Waters' face getting melted, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and Tony Gardner getting his head uh, squeezed off, and then like flying up at the camera in slow motion. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So so yeah, that that one would be my number four though. Um, so yeah, it was actually Tiffany on that one. I don't know why I said Chucky, but hey, it happens. We we got Chucky on the brain, you know. Mm-hmm. He's kind of he does that. He gets in your head. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like other people <laughs> getting the spotlight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's talk about your number three then. My number three favorite kill in the Chucky franchise is from Chucky the TV series. It is Ooh. the principal in episode five. <laughs> Heads will roll. Heads will roll. At the end of episode five, the mayor has organized this big town hall assembly to try and tell everybody everything's fine. There's no serial killer. Don't panic. <laughs> and then at one point she turns and she goes, hey, principal of the local school, will you come out and say a few words? And she does not. Nobody comes out. And <laughs> out from the stage, over the uh, soundtrack tune of Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Heads Will Roll Off With Your Head. <laughs> it, it, it's technically in the soundtrack, but I like to believe that it's playing in universe because that would mean Chucky put that song on the stereo <laughs> just for like the dramatic effect of his reveal. And that seems like something that Chucky would do. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, th- so that's moment. my that's my head cannon. The, mm-hmm. the the song plays, the head rolls onto the stage. It comes right up in the camera. It blinks with with like a dopey expression on its face, and then the curtains <laughs> pull apart to reveal the principal's disembodied or her decapitated body sitting yep. in a chair doing a pose with like her thumbs up, like yeah. Oh, and it's fun because, like, you know, sometimes when Chucky kind of indulges in those art projects, mm-hmm. um, because um, I haven't talked about this much, but, like, trying to figure out if Chucky is, like, a process or a product killer, and I, I always saw him as more of a process killer. Um, but, like, that, that whole setting her up uh, on display is more of, like, a product killer thing. And I think it borrows a little bit from kind of the, the kind of aesthetics of Hannibal which Don Mancini also wrote on. Um, Because, like, with Hannibal, there were all these, like, killers who would, like, do these very interesting displays with the bodies and that sort of thing. So I think it's kind of a nod to that, I would argue. I think that's fair. There there are definitely several points in the show where you can see the the Hannibal inspiration that Don Mancini brought to the writing. And uh, the, the gory displays in various episodes are definitely an example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Chucky, he, he wants to make a statement. Once again, it depends on his mood. And in this case, mm-hmm. I think he was really, he was really enjoying freaking everybody out and bringing that message that the mayor is full of shit. And yeah. I'm here and y'all better be scared. You know, he was feeling himself, you know, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> good for him. He's he's living his best life. Well, and it also kind of starts that gag of like every time the mayor's like trying to assuage people's fears, something terrible happens, which culminates in the the finale of uh, the first season. But um, th that that's also kind of a fun little thing because it kind of starts that kind of running gag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So, uh, you know, my third one is also from the Chucky TV show. Oh well, what do you know? Yep. Um. Yeah. It, it, a good collection of kills on that show. Gotta gotta admit, good collection of kills. Definitely. Um, my choice was the death of Luke Wheeler. Uh, when when Chucky was in the basement and then vomited a whole bottle of whiskey onto the ground and electrocuted Luke, who was dealing with a uh, junction box. Right. <laughs> Which, um, there's a lot of reasons for that whole kill, why I love it so much. Number one, um, the, the projectile vomit out of the puppet is absolutely hilarious to me. <laughs> Just, um, I think at one point you could even see, like, the little tube, the little spouty tube. Oh, um, probably. It, yeah, it just, it, it, it reminded me of, uh, Team America World Police, um, which, it, it, that's a fun movie, but the scene where the puppet just vomits just kills me every time, mm -hmm. so I, I had that association in my brain, um, but it's also kind of how creepy that whole sequence is, especially when Jake gets down into the basement, um, and, you know, when, when Jake sees what's going on, you've got the Dutch angle, you've got the lights flickering on and off, and you have that wonderful, uh, shot where, like, Every time the lights flicker on, Chucky's getting closer and closer until he finally gets to Jake, and he has this, like, crazy, creepy smile, mm. which is just, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, it's it's a very silly death again. Um, very original. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely one of my favorites uh, in the franchise, for sure. But um, as far as the first season goes, probably my first, my, my favorite kill in that first season of the show. You know... <laughs> Remember earlier when you were like, do you think Redman's death was the most ridiculous death in the franchise? <laughs> and, and that kind of left a question in the air of what, what is the most ridiculous death in the Chucky franchise? I, th I think I have my answer with, <laughs> with Lucas in that episode of the show. And to be clear, I don't, I don't see ridiculous as an insult. You know? Oh, no, not, of course, not at all. The ridiculous deaths are par for the course for this franchise, and they're... They're a hoot. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> that, I, I just don't see it as any sillier than the gut thing. I, I just I don't see it that way. It's it's the fact that he projectile vomits on the guy that that really <laughs> got to me. Like I was not expecting anything to see anything like that. Certainly not after most of the episode had been kind of more low key and it kind of felt like they were doing kind of a more dark, subdued curse of chucky feel and then chucky turns around and <laughs> kill, he kills a man with his bodily fluids <laughs> that you know we mentioned leprechaun earlier that's the kind of death that i could see the leprechaun doing <laughs> electrocuting what? somebody with like in like full frizzy haired and like the flashing lights like like goddamn marv in home alone 2 fashion <laughs> Yeah, that was the only thing that the scene was missing was a skeleton with a wig in place of That would have been Luke. amazing. That might have lost some people if he'd done that, but I would have been like, yes. <laughs> well, and you know, it, it, that scene also raises questions like, does Chucky have a stomach? I mean, he he eats, he drinks, he uh, smokes weed, he has sex. You know, he's, That's fair. He's, he's got some kind of working anatomy going on. It's inconsistent and probably best not looked into that deeply <laughs> well i'm just thinking about like the sheer control he has to have in order to projectile vomit like that yeah i think he i think the implication <laughs> is that he did it by drinking a whole lot mm -hmm. which is like really committing to the bit like that's putting right. some, that's putting yourself through some physical punishment when you could have <laughs> he could have just dumped the whiskey on the guy just mm -hmm. use the bottle of whiskey and electric it, but no. He was like, I gotta make this embarrassing for him. <laughs> well, you know, th there are two timelines. There's a timeline where Chucky pours the whiskey out to electrocute him, and there's a timeline where Chucky vomits up the whiskey to electrocute him, and I am glad we are living in the vomit timeline. I am, yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I I'm glad it was such an over-the-top kill. You know, it was 
a very good mood setter for the, mm-hmm. a very good kill for the first episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So let's hear your number two. My second favorite kill in the Chucky franchise is Tiffany Valentine in Bride of Chucky. This mm-hmm. this is uh, another electrocution death because there are multiple in the Chucky franchise, but this one is my favorite of those when she is in the bathtub chilling out with a glass of champagne, living her own best life, uh, <laughs> watching uh, Bride of Frankenstein on her big TV that she has hanging over the bathtub precariously. <laughs> and then in barges Chucky, knocking the thing over. <laughs> and it's like, you know, talk about flashy kills. This 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 kill has everything going for it. You know, she's she's screaming and flailing around. The, the lights are flashing. There's bubbles everywhere. The TV is still on and playing the scene of Bride of Frankenstein. And it's all very symbolic. Mm-hmm. It's like such a it's such a set piece of a kill, so appropriate for Tiffany it, Valentine. It really is. It really is. Um, especially like you know, it, it gives Chucky a little bit of moment of catharsis because uh, he he gets out of his little playpen that she built for him, <laughs> you know, and he's he's pissed off. Um, so just oh, so good. Yeah, such a good <laughs> death. You know, I think it's funny talking about how there's a uh, multiple electrocution deaths in the franchise. I feel yeah. like every one of them is radically different. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's uh, something in in terms of their tone and delivery. Each person who gets electrocuted does so in a very different kind of way, depending on the tone of the Chucky movie they're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, you know, Chucky has his favorite like deaths that he likes to do. Like he's obviously a stabber, but there's enough like variations in the stabbing to where it doesn't like get old. Um, and the same thing goes like because uh, the franchise goes to the electrocution well quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. Um, like for example, uh, in Child's Play, where the uh, doctor, the psychologist, uh, he gets uh, electrocuted to death through uh, shock therapy. Yes, and this was that that was a kill that was uh, more subtle, I think, than the bathtub or the mm-hmm. vomit, but still. Oh, definitely. <laughs> still properly frightening in its own way, with like the effects and the bleeding mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, and then uh, I like that you t- you tapped in on that like uh, the the imagery of the Bride of Frankenstein because you know Don Mancini has kind of returned to that Frankenstein well multiple times in the franchise. You know most uh, most recently with the Frankenstein movie premiere at um in the in the show um, where there's a lot of cinematic parallels going on in there as well. Um, it, so it's it's a nice little thing where it's like he he you could tell that he loves film. And when he gets a chance to, like, sneak in the things that he loves, he goes for it. And the, the franchise is all the better for it. Yeah, he 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 he, li- he likes to reference certain movies in. In symbolic comparison with things going on, and he does that very well, I think, like yeah, uh, all the all the psycho references in Seed of Chucky. Mm-hmm, I also or all the enjoy. different all the different uh, Brian De Palma um, like camera tricks and reflections and all the different uh, show, uh, all the different movies and the TV show and everything like that. Yeah, God um, damn, like he... yeah. That that man has a hard on for split diopter shots, and <laughs> and I don't blame him. They're they're sexy yeah. shots. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just he you tell you can tell that he loves film and like I think it's what gives Chucky. Compared to some other slashers, I think Chucky is a little more elevated because, like, it knows what it's doing. It knows that it can be farcical at times, but it also has that kind of cinematic artistry in mind. Yeah, it has a very, it has an identity, a very mm-hmm. uh, clear-cut vision of, of you know, being, I don't know, it's, <laughs> it's just real good, you know? I just, mm-hmm. I, I like movies, I like movie references. Split after shots go wee. <laughs> well, you know, and then also like you know that that death scene is what keeps Jennifer Tilly in the franchise. Which you know the only the only actress I can think of who could keep up with um um 
uh, Chucky would be Jennifer Tilly. You mean uh, Brad Dorf? Is that the name you're trying to remember? Yeah. Yes. Oh man, I'm I'm having a rough one this morning. But yes, yeah, Brad Brad Dorf in particular, yeah, just like they they both have this like energy to them, and like I I see their energies kind of mixing in these two characters, and it's it's fantastic. Like um like at, at this point, Tiffany has become as uh. I feel as iconic as Chucky is. Tiffany and Jennifer Tilly are definitely godsends to the franchise. I think they've uh, they really breathed new life into it when Bride came out, and mm-hmm. uh, have have kept a certain kind of life in it since. That's uh, yeah. No wonder Jennifer Tilly keeps coming back, and Don keeps getting her back, and you know mm-hmm. Brad Dourif as well. His his energy is amazing. This this franchise lives and breathes through largely a selection of very good actors Mm -hmm. very much so um all right so let me go ahead and give you my number two so my number two is from cult of chucky uh one of my favorites in the the series um which uh is sometimes a controversial take (laughs) um so my scene is where um claire one of the one of the patients at the uh mental health facility she is strapped to the gurney and chuck and she's also drugged chucky comes in and uses a compressed air tank to shatter the glass above her and that glass rains down pierces her and beheads her um it's it's a very dramatic looking death that's for sure especially with all the slow-mo shots of the glass and everything like that but what I like about the death so much is that it like it's a terrifying death for me, like uh, specifically like because she's resta- restrained and the fact that she's drugged. So there's two levels of being unable to do anything about this, but also kind of see your death coming in such like a, a very obvious way. It's that's terrifying to me. Yeah, it, it's it definitely is that the the level of helplessness that uh, comes with, I mean, being vulnerable enough to get killed by a doll, you know? <laughs> right, but, like, even then, it's like, okay, not only are you killed by the doll, but you're also drugged and tied to this table. It's like, oh, that's that's a very grim fate for, um, you know, because a bunch of people die in the movie, obviously, but, like, uh, that one always just kind of stuck out to me as being just like, ooh, that's really mean. Yeah, a, a real mean death. I, I mean, I guess she was kind of a mean character, and you give the meaner deaths to the meaner characters. Mm-hmm. But but she she didn't deserve all that. I think that was a little yeah a little much, Chucky. A little <laughs> a little bit of an overreaction. But yeah, it, it's because it's a little much that it like sticks with me. Uh, you know, uh, like just oh, it just gives me the creeps. Absolutely. I I definitely I love a death scene that's um that's a proper set piece in its in its right as i've said and and that one with like the falling snow and all of mm-hmm. the the, the slow mo with the glass and the the music it's definitely it's definitely extravagant and i like that yeah. especially with the slow motion because it's like well obviously it's a stylistic choice but then also it's like well maybe that's her perception too because of you know the the drug that she's on it's I'd... meant to keep her yeah, I do. Th- I do think it's a little on the silly side that, like, of the glass that falls, most of it is like little tiny speckles that don't do much damage, and then there's one big shard that chops her whole head off. <laughs> like, man, that that's just it is unfortunate. Overkill. Yeah, it, it is overkill. But like, can you imagine again... if like it just shattered into tiny pieces and like she was fine? Wouldn't Chucky be embarrassed <laughs> just standing there like, well, shit. Yeah, he he would have some line like, ah, "I gotta do this shit myself." This, then that's embarrassing. <laughs> don't don't tell anyone about this, okay? And then he just slits her throat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I appreciate that we live in the timeline where the giant shard of glass beheads her. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's better for Chucky's reputation. Exactly. Um, so. You know, I, I just thought it was a, uh, it was, a, I thought it was a pretty well filmed scene. You know, with like Cult of Chucky, the quality isn't the best of the series. Um, you know, when it comes to like the doll, when it comes to some of the cinematography and stuff like that. But that that scene had, I feel like, some artistry behind it, which I appreciate. I think Cult of Chucky, in general, has a lot of artistry behind it. It is a low budget, 
a mm. straight to video movie and the it has limitations with that but i think don mancini was really trying to make something extra artsy that go around yeah and i it is like i i would say it's probably my number two or three in the franchise so like i i really love that one number two damn i yeah, I'd, like, I'd love I, to yeah. know what your ranking is sometime yeah um I don't know, because, you know, the ranking kind of changes depending on what the last thing I watched was as well. <laughs> you know, but that's how it goes, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, But, you know, um, I would definitely say I would put the original Child's Play as my number one, for sure. Like, forever and always. Uh, and I don't know if it's just the nostalgia of it being, like, the one that I saw when I was a kid. Uh, I just think it's a very well-put-together film. Uh, and then Child's Play 2 is up there as well. So it's it's a shifting ranking between 2 and 3 between um, um, Child's Play 2 or Cult of Chucky. Okay. Yeah, so that's where I am at. Uh, what about you? My favorite... Uh, gee, you know, I, I put down like a whole ranking of the movies a while ago, but I'm not sure if <laughs> I could fully remember what it is. But I can tell you this much. My favorite is definitely Bride of Chucky. Okay, Bride yeah, of Chucky. that's a great one. Bride of Chucky is my shit. I adore Tiffany. I love Jennifer Tilly. Seeing her in that movie is amazing. Ronnie Yu is an amazing director. And he, <laughs> he gives that movie such a, a a style with like the 90s grunge and the, the color scheme. And it, it's it's such a fun, you know, pretty metal movie. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Child's Play... Or maybe Child's Play 2, but I think probably Child's Play 1 would be number two. Because, you know, that, that movie is a classic and very well made. But, yeah. like, I, I I tend to veer towards the Chucky movies that are funnier, on the whole. Yeah, because there's the mean streak Chucky, and then there's the funny Chucky. And I, I think I'm more on, like, the mean side of things. That's fair. I, I, I just, I have a soft spot for horror comedy. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I like when things are more silly and over the top and the you don't need to take them as seriously you know when when things don't make sense yeah. it doesn't matter as much because we're just here to have a good time plus the funnier chucky movies tend to have more jennifer tilly in them so that that is also true there is a darth of jennifer tilly in all three of my top three chucky movies which is uh she needs to be in everything this <laughs> <laughs> um all right so let's move on to your number one kill my number one kill is, as it so happens, from Bride of Chucky. And in an even bigger coincidence, it is a kill that very much represents uh, your number two. It is the waterbed couple in uh, mm. the, the, the two swinger thieves in the honeymoon suite who are on the waterbed. And as mm. they're getting it on, Tiffany, once again, this is a Tiffany kill, mm -hmm. sneaks up behind them and throws a champagne bottle into the ceiling mirror. And <laughs> this is just a, another credit to Ronnie Yu and to, to Don Mason and just everybody involved in this. Because it's such a it's such a well shot death. Like the mm -hmm. I love everything about it. Every little detail. The shot of them, their reflection screaming, and then the reflection <laughs> shatters. And then the shards fall once again in flashy slow motion. Uh, but this time, rather than just get beheaded, these two get, they get cut the fuck up. They get like, <laughs> yes. they get yes, absolutely they shredded by these giant shards in like rapid succession. And then the whole water bed just whoosh explodes <laughs> in, in this, this bloody water climax just all over the carpet. And it's, mm -hmm. and Chucky's just standing there in awe of it all. Well, Tiffany, mm -hmm. like, grins sadistically. And I'm right there with Chucky. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That, well, and that it, happened. I, and I also I also appreciate that, like, as far as, like, because, you know, crime scenes in the series, that's, like, probably one of the best crime scenes that you can get in the franchise. It's just this, like, ridiculous, like, flooded room with blood everywhere, glass shards. Yeah, totally. Um, like, the aftermath is amazing. Yeah, poor Kathy Najimy walking in. <laughs> In her little brief uncredited cameo, seeing yeah. just a whole mess of carnage. I hadn't seen that one in a while, so when she walks in, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that's Kathy Najimy. Kathy Najimy. Uh, David Kirshner, I believe, called in a favor because like, he had just done Hocus Pocus. 
So mm. free Kathy Najimy. Why not? <laughs> oh yeah, that that is that is a fun one. You know, and it, it's again like the like the franchise will reuse these types of deaths, but like put a different spin on them. So like I I got my beheading, you got your watery explosion, and yeah. we both win. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wins except for the people that you know get cut up by shattered glass, but. <laughs> sucks to be them i guess <laughs> you know they, they died having fun though yeah they nice. they died in a truly memorable way and you know if i'm gonna die in a horror movie i would want it to be in a really cool way you know what i mean yeah i'd yeah, want for sure. i'd want something that audiences would walk out of the theater like man remember that one kill yeah that was awesome like, I, you know you you want that kill more than likely though i i'm i'm the type to be just def uh defenstrated just shoved out a window that's that's my death but you know, I, I would I would take waterbed glass explosion any day of the week. Definitely. I mean, you know, <laughs> if if it's Tiffany doing it, like she she can kill me however she wants. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't want to don't want to no, make this it's, weird. It's fine. No, we're we're big we're big fans of um, uh, Jennifer Tilly on this podcast, and by extension, that means Tiffany too, because Tiffany's adorable. That damn right. <laughs> I, I was just so excited to see her show up in the the season finale. Oh, yeah. uh, of the show? Yeah, of the show. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the doll Tiffany in the truck. Yep. Yes, I'm yep. super excited for Andy versus doll Tiffany in season two. <laughs> they better do something good with that. I, I hope so. Um, You know, I, I, I trust Don Mancini at this point. You know, it's I, I've been on the ride for seven movies and eight TV show episodes. Like, okay, no, I, I, I like this Mancini kid. Let's see what he does next. I fully believe that Don Mancini is someone who knows what the fans want. He mm. he hears the response and he tries his damnedest <laughs> to just mm -hmm. give us everything. Sometimes he can't. Like uh, Glenn and Glenda are still on sabbatical until yeah. Universal so gets we're, the we're stick out of stuff. their ass about it. Right. I'd I'd love for them to come back. Really, more than anything else. Yeah, just like even that that mention when uh, Jennifer Tilly um, or T Tiffany slash Jennifer Tilly in the the season finale is unpacking that case of uh, C four. She's like, oh, my my uh, my kid Glenda has exquisite taste. And I'm just, oh, thank God for a reference like that. Yeah, it's and, and so a loaded happy. reference, too. Like, now we know that mm -hmm. Glenda makes bombs out of makeup <laughs> cases. The, the, the Ray family is very problematic. The, you know. I'll just put it that way. They, they've got their, they've got, we've all got family dramas, you know. We're all dysfunctional. Yeah, you know, the family that slays together stays together. Mm -hmm. So, um. All right, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give you my number one. Hit which me with is it. From Seed of Chucky. All right. Um, it is when Pete Peters is melted by acid. Yes. <laughs> um. So to to take like the Godfather of Camp of um, John Waters, put him in a Chucky movie playing a sleazy photographer, and then to melt his face with acid is just. Oh, I love I love that move. I love that move so much. Um, in the scene, Chucky's trying to kind of train. Uh, at, at this point, you know, it's it's the Glenn identity. Because um, Glenn, Glenda, I, I think the identity shifts a couple times throughout the film. But um, trying to, trying to like, tr uh, teach Glenn about killing. And uh, Glenn accidentally causes the death of Pete Peters. And the acid falls from the shelf and just, like, starts melting him and i just oh i love it so much it's 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 a very good scene it's it's not the flashiest death in the franchise either but like i think like for me it's like the the symbolism of it you know because you know the, the chucky franchise is very campy uh I, i'm sure that's not a shock to you <laughs> it is, i'm wildly aware so just just to have like that little moment of acknowledgement of the campiness of everything and to just to have John Waters in there playing a perfect John Waters character and then just to melt his face off just oh it's so wonderful because I love John Waters I love John Waters so much I love John Waters too I I haven't seen all his movies there, there's mm -hmm. a couple of his more uh crazy ones that I haven't quite gotten to yet I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> uh yeah they're 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 fun I'll put it that way I I do love what I have seen I I love his mm -hmm. manic devil may care I'm gonna put anything i want into this 
Well, you know, and it's not just John Waters as a filmmaker, but just like as a freaking personality that just it's it's wonderful. Like our world is better because John Waters is, uh, exists. And his presence does a lot for Seed of Chucky, too, because Seed of, Seed of Chucky is another movie that does not give a shit what you think about it mm-hmm, and is doing mm-hmm. whatever it wants. Everyone mm-hmm. else be damned. And John, <laughs> John Waters just he really he fits right in. You know, his presence mm-hmm. makes the whole tone of that make just a little more sense mm-hmm. um yeah i just uh I, I love that scene so much so it's not like the most interesting of the deaths it's not even really like a chucky kill it's just it's just wonderful to me yeah, it's not really an anybody kill to be honest it's kind of just like yeah an accidental whoopsie doodle mm-hmm. but uh yeah so that that was my number one so um i i think what i had is i had child's play Two Seed of Chucky, a Chucky TV show, and a Cult of Chucky kill, which is a pretty nice spread, honestly. Yeah, I think my spread is uh, decent. I did kind of, I did double dip on Bride of Chucky, having it be the top two kills. Could, mm. Couldn't be avoided. They're both just too good, you know? And then, <laughs> and then uh, one for the show, two for, or one for three, and one for Seed of Chucky, which is nice because. Those are two rather unappreciated movies, but they got a kill in. So, oh yeah. All right. So I I, I think I, I like that we each had like distinct, even though a couple of our kills were similar in theme, they're completely different context and they have like different aesthetics to them. Yeah. Um. We we both had a falling glass and we both had a um, electrocution death, but they are wildly different. That they are. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what I wanted to do is, uh, I had this bonus question for you and it was, what was your favorite Chucky death where Chucky gets killed? What was your favorite? My favorite Chucky death is, uh, and I do want to say that, uh, it did get a little bit challenged over the TV show because <laughs> Chucky, as it turns out, dies a lot in the TV show <laughs> and, and it got pretty crazy, but <laughs> despite all of that, my favorite uh, death of his is still Child's Play 2. Mm. His, uh, because in Child's Play 2, his death is horrible. <laughs> it, it is <laughs> it, 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 yeah. multifaceted and just really grim. Like, he suffers a lot through the whole third act of that movie. In, like, not just oh, yeah. a, a gory way, but kind of like... I don't know. It it disturbed me. Most of Child's Play 2, I wasn't really that scared, you know, because it was a bit more on the silly side. But that that ending kind of got to me in like a... And, and I'll, I'll try to explain why. Because uh, in Child's Play 2, I think more than any other movie, he spends a lot of the time not wanting to be a doll anymore, right? He wants mm-hmm. to be human. He hates his freakish form. And he's trying to give himself a normal life again, but he keeps failing. And then at the yeah. end, not only is he stuck in his doll body, but his doll body then proceeds to get seven different kinds of <laughs> fucked up. First, he loses his hand. He doesn't just lose it. He, like, has to yank it off slowly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's pulled away from him more than just, oh, yeah. like, a, a clean slice. It's real rough. And then he gets a... <laughs> He gets uh, painfully tacked onto this uh, conveyor belt and backed up into this weird, I don't know why the factory even has this machine. <laughs> like, how often in the factory, like, oh, quick, we got to press the doll fuck up inator button. <laughs> they need five Eldridge abominations by Tuesday. But he gets put into that and it puts like a whole bunch of limbs and stuff on him. And then when the doors open, he's like this gross, messed up amalgamation of plastic limbs. And it, it's harsh <laughs> hearing him in there, just like screaming in pain. Andy oh, and so Kyle nice. are enjoying it. I'm, I'm not so much. <laughs> but it turns out he, he survived that because he somehow sliced himself in half, cut off his legs. <laughs> And then he's out of the machine, crawling towards Andy again. And then, additionally, a big old pipe of, of 
molten wax, molten plastic gets sprayed <laughs> all over him, like all Judge Doom style. <laughs> he like he melts into goop. But even that doesn't kill him. He's somehow still alive. <laughs> a half formed pile of plastic. And so Kyle <laughs> sticks an air hose in his mouth, makes him blow up like a big balloon, and then he explodes. <laughs> All of that in like 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, it, it is just such a wonderful series of events. Like, I, I, I do love that one so much. Just, just the body horror of it all. The body horror, the like existential horror. Like, I, I kind of ended up, I ended up thinking of like the end of David Cronenberg's The Fly. <laughs> you know, like, like spe- yeah. specific, not because it's that gory, it's not, but right. specifically the idea of, you know, Jeff Goldblum is trying to be human again and stop mm. himself from becoming a freak. And then at the end, he tries and just ends up making himself even worse. And mm-hmm. even more fucked up, and it's basically the same thing happens here. It's not, it's not as horrifically tragic because Chucky mm-hmm. is not a tragic character, but it's right. it's still a little hard to watch. Well, you know, and I also appreciate that, like Chucky, his goal is to not be a doll anymore, but he gets more and more doll stuff inflicted on him. Like when he gets all of those doll limbs just shoved into every part of his body, it's just like you don't want to be a doll. Well, too damn bad. Yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, it's no wonder that the movies after two just get crazier, because I imagine, I imagine all this has taken a mental toll on him, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I, that, that is a wonderful Chucky death. Definitely, like, one of the most iconic in the franchise, for sure. Um, my choice comes from Cult of Chucky, and it's a cathartic moment for me. That is when Andy disembowels a Chucky doll and pulls a gun out of him. And then proceeds to shoot the Chucky doll. Um, so so you, uh, at, at one point uh, in the uh, third act of uh, Cult of Chucky, another Chucky doll arrives with a really bad haircut. And <laughs> no one no one really questions this. Um, well, it turns out that Andy had sent that doll with the with the uh, gun inside it. Um, Chucky does his voodoo ritual to you know split his soul into that doll. And then later when Andy is confronting him, um, this this buzz cut Chucky, Andy just shoves his fist into the torso. And it is this wonderfully ridiculous moment where you have this little bloody doll flailing and screaming and you have this 40 year old man just fist deep into a doll and he pulls out a fucking gun and just shoots Chucky. Oh, so good. That is a very good scene. Like the the weird, almost intimate level of violence of him, of him just like with his bare hand just digging into his stomach. Well, and it's just such a fun way to like bring Andy fully back into the action too. Yeah, it's um, a you know. it's a very triumphant moment for Andy. Probably his only like really big moment in that movie, unfortunately. Yeah, because shit goes off the rails for him immediately. Yeah, like, you know, I do have a little bit of a problem with Andy, because he he snuck a gun in, in the Chucky doll, presumably knowing (laughs) there'd be multiple Chucky dolls, and then he just empties the whole thing into the one doll. Well, he has some rage issues. You knew there were others. (laughs) You didn't think this through, my guy. (laughs) Well, you know, we, we get more of that in the TV show, too, which is great, because you see that, like, Andy is so driven but he also makes so many mistakes because he's like unstable because of all the shit he went through. Yeah, he's like he's mildly reckless. He abandons Kyle for really no good reason when they were like right outside their destination. Mm-hmm. And he just he 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 just needs to calm down and think things through a little better. And he'd probably have much better luck. Yeah, and I, and I think that looking back on this this Chucky death now with the context of the TV series, it's like, I think it's a good example. Like it's a good way to kind of build that character development for Andy, where you realize that Andy is motivated by this revenge, but he's not exactly going about it the right way. Yeah. He, uh, it'll be interesting to see like how his character develops from here. You know, he had kind Mm -hmm. of, he kind of had Kyle with him 
as like a, a grounding element. But then he mm -hmm. separated from her, and uh, we don't know where she is now. She she might be dead. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yep, we'll find out in season two. Well, we'll find out in season two. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I, I think that was a lot of fun. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me on, David. This was this was a blast. I'm glad I was able to <laughs> be a part of this whole thing. And, and thank you for keeping me honest and correcting me because, like, I apparently needed to get more sleep because I completely forgot that it was Tiffany that did the the Red Man kill. Yeah, man. I I mean, I knew I had to say something, or else the people watching this, yeah, you would have been bombarded with comments like that, that was Tiffany. Yeah, you know, it happens though. It's it. You know, you you get so into something, and all of a sudden, all the wires get crossed. So, yeah. um, that being said, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, well, I'm on. Twitter right now, my my at, as it were, is Jada Jada Seven. So if you wanna if you wanna see my live tweets of the Chucky franchise, I have that pinned, and I I do other live tweets as well, and just like you know regular tweets talking about stuff. You know, if it, I, I'm open to making friends, if you wanna say hi, <laughs> and maybe you'll see me in the future on uh, various uh movie-based blog sites we'll, we'll see what the future holds yeah I, i'd love i'd love to see you start like getting some stuff out there so like I'll, I'll throw some stuff your way because uh like i i i really really enjoy your uh chucky tweets so much and i would like to see you apply that to other stuff because you're very funny <laughs> thank you david so. <laughs> you're you're very flattering and very funny yourself oh i appreciate that um so yeah i think we'll go ahead and close out so uh Next episode should be in a couple weeks, or maybe, uh, yeah, in, in a couple weeks, I'll be tackling, uh, getting back to the films, actually. I'll be doing Child's Play 3. Ooh. I, literally, I literally did the first two movies, and then I just did weekly on the series, and now I'm starting to get back into the movies, so. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back into the movies. I, uh, I'm working on a couple of other episodes that are gonna be, uh, gonna be fun, so, other than that, I guess we will close out here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to share the podcast if you enjoy it. Uh, and check out all the cool content at hauntedmtl.com. Yeah. Jada, again, thank you so much. Th thank you, David. This was a real pleasure. All right. And keep it creepy. Keep Bye, everybody. You have been listening to Kids' Stuff, a Chucky podcast, a Haunted MTL original podcast. Our theme is Pop Goes the Weasel by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin McLeod's music at incompetech.filmmusic.io. If you want to find out more about me, the podcaster, you can just go to hpkomics.com, hpcomics.com, or you can find me on the socials at hpkomic. For more great horror content, do not forget to visit hauntedmtl.com.